Hey there, thanks so much for tuning in to the City Light Church podcast. We're so honored you've joined us. We hope that today's podcast brings you hope, encouragement, and most of all, adds value to you in your walk with Jesus Christ. We long to see people grow from where they are closer to where God desires them to be, and it's our hope that this podcast is an essential element in that process for you. So grab a pen, your Bible, and a journal, and let's dive into today's message. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, 18, and 19 is where I'm going today when I get there. <laughs> Amen. And, and so, hey, we've been in this uh, missions series. You know, it's funny. The Lord has never really put a lot of burden on me to preach seasonal messages. Once in a while. Once in a while I do. But um, if you've been around here for very long, those of you tuning in, and uh, your family of ours, but you're watching today, you guys know if you've been around here very long um, that I, I will preach sometimes a message that has nothing to do with um, the holiday at the time. And, um, or I will, but it will be a message within it, not your traditional uh, message. So today, being a Christmas before, you know, the Sunday before Christmas, um, you would say, well, he's going to preach on something Christmassy, right? right? Maybe Christmas Eve, I will. I'm going to talk to you about the tale of two kings on Christmas Eve. We're going to look at that. But today, I want to continue with what the Lord has placed in my heart regarding missions and um, money and muscle. <laughs> so if you, if you got a pack of M&Ms this morning, did they hand those out on the way in? No, well, you got to seek and you will find, right? You got to ask and you shall receive, I suppose. But yeah, they've got M&Ms on the way in um, or on the way out. You can get those. Um, M&Ms are mission munchies. They are not M&Ms. They're mission munchies. From now on, when you see a pack of M&Ms, you will think money and you will think muscle and you will think missions. Amen, somebody. Amen. I'm just, just claiming it as my own. And we... Uh, We've been in this, and I want to continue it because the Lord's really um, done something powerful in and through this body over the last few years, and I want to bring that to light um, on your way out. Uh, his compassion has blessed us with some gifts today, and we're going to bless you with them. So on your way out either door, they're going to they're give those to you. But for now, I want to drive into the Word of God and just look at this Scripture um, and, and just... Uh, weigh it out for a moment. Amen? Amen? You have your Bibles, turn them on or open them up to 1 uh, Timothy chapter 6. If you're there already, say amen. 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 Verse 17, out of the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible simply reads, instruct those who are rich in this present age. Now stop right there. How many of you are not rich? Now come on. <laughs> See, that I would expect a lot of hands to go up in the Western culture church. I really do expect a lot of people to go, I'm not rich. However, when you compare yourself to the rest of the world, most Americans, even by American standards, living in poverty, are rich in the eyes of most of the world. It's true. Someone told me this morning they locked themselves out of their car. And I said, oh, rich people problems. What do you mean? I mean, you have a car. Most of the world doesn't have a car, right? 
they, they, ride, they still ride their car, right? Or they ride somebody else's car. But it's, it's, it's rich people problems. Most of what we deal with is rich people problems. Let's just be honest with ourselves. We, hey, if you've ever opened up the refrigerator and went, ugh, I'm talking about the vegetable bin. Have you ever, have you ever opened the vegetable bin and went, ugh, rich people problems, Right? If you have, have you ever woke up in the middle of the night and went, whew, it's hot in this house? Amen? Anybody? Rich people problems, right? It's true. It's true. I, I, I one time, um, I used to hide my Christmas presents from my family. I would hide them because I didn't want, well, in our, our family, delayed gratification means nothing, right? We're going out and we're looking for them in the back of the car. It started when I was a kid. Open the trunk, start looking for the prizes, right? All through the closet. So as I've gotten older, I would hide the presents. And occasionally, on like January 3rd or 4th, I'm in the closet going, oh my goodness, here's a present for my wife. <laughs> that I forgot to bring out because I hid it so well. You know what that is? Rich people problems. So let's go back to Paul writing to young Timothy and put ourselves in this context. So he instructs those of us who are under the sound of my voice this morning, in this present age, not to be arrogant or to set their hope on the uncertainty of wealth but on God. So the uncertainty of wealth. Now I want to I take that and I want to expand wealth because obviously in Western culture, we narrow right down to money. But many of us are wealthy in other ways. He said, put our, our certainty on God who richly provides us. Now he's opened the canvas and he's talking to all of us. He blesses us and provides for us with all things to enjoy. So Paul's writing and he says, I want you, first and foremost here financially, I want you to understand he has blessed you to be a blessing. Amen. This church has been a blessing to this community. And to Israel, our foreign mission mandate. It, we have done amazing things in our city. In fact, um, the last few weeks we've talked about uh, some, some really cool things that the organization, this church, has done. In fact, um, Wear Gloves has uh, had their Christmas store, which you were instrumental in providing the presents for the parents to come in at a very nominal rate buy it, feel some dignity, give it to their children on behalf of them. They purchased it for their children. You helped provide that. And many of you helped work that store. In fact, we have a video. Can we show this quick little video? I just want to highlight what you guys have done.
I am very thankful for this opportunity. I don't have my kids to get Christmas presents for, so I treat my nieces and my stepson as if they were mine. So I am very thankful and grateful for this opportunity. Thank you very much. guys are amazing. I want to thank Wear Gloves for allowing us to partner with them this year. Amen. Some of the um, places that you have touched over the last few years is Marion County Human Trafficking Task Force. Pastor uh, Chris Gillum was here a few weeks ago. You remember Pastor Chris, a missionary to Romania and the children's orphanages? Anyway, Pastor Chris was instrumental in bringing this to Marion County. Did you know a couple of years back, and we continued to work for this, but a continue uh, years back uh, in partnership with uh, Pastor Chris, we were able to fund sheriff deputies to go and get training on human trafficking and how to spot it and how to arrest them and how to run these things. And in this county, you paid to help send deputies, detectives, and the sheriff and if I'm not mistaken, even their wives, to this task force to be trained on human trafficking. That's what you guys are doing in partnership in our city. Helping hands, wear gloves, interface, Salvation Army, disaster relief through various organizations, including housing the county as a place of distribution during the hurricane, Samaritan's Purse, Operation Christmas Child, care packages to the military. You've touched Ocala PD and Marion Sheriff uh, department, Kimberly Center, Feed the Need for Marion County, FCA of Marion County, in which hundreds of students have given their life publicly, have given their life to the Lord through this ministry that you've helped fund, the Healing Place, which you launched and continue to help fund, Ocala House of Prayer and Bishop Jackson that you launched and continue to pray for their support, schools like Fort King Middle School, Vanguard High School, Forest High School, Maplewood Elementary, Oak Crest Elementary, Legacy Elementary have all been recipients of our love tangibly in some way. The mayor's spring cleanup. You've served in serve day throughout our city for multiple years. You've touched other churches through other agencies and, and associations like the Association of Related Church and Radiant Church, Radiant Church Network that we both uh, that we all support and both touch those lives to touch other churches and launch other churches. Ministry to Israel. Christians United for Israel, One for Israel, Streams in the Desert, Widows and Orphans, all of which you have been a part of. You have helped launch through funding and gifts of, of, of um, funding Second Chance Church here in Marion County, Revo Church here in, in Ocala, and Grace City Church in Lakeland. You have blessed and released four couples into ministry. Frank and Debbie, we have blessed and released them just recently. Again, they're down in South Florida. I said again because first we sent them out to help launch a church here in Marion County. Second, now they've moved down to the Sarasota area, and they are there being a blessing through benevolence, city evangelism, and missionaries there. All out of this church in the last five years, you have opened the wellsprings of your heart, and you have given to fund ministry in a radical way. Amen? I mean, that's powerful. So I want to I put that in numbers for you. Let me, let me put the slide up. Through building and partnership, uh, partnership of planting churches, you've given over $21,250. Through caring ministries of people in the community, locally and globally, 
Um, you have given over $261,000, nearly $262,000. Through reaching into the community and sharing good news through Jesus, nearly $132,000. Total given to organizations that I've just mentioned and more, $414,800 from this little bitty church in Ocala. I believe that's what Paul meant when he wrote to Timothy and said, instruct those who are rich in this present age not to be arrogant and to trust in the uncertainty of wealth, but to trust God. I believe that. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters. You'll either hate the one and love the other, You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve, and he was specific here, God and money. This week, the blessings through this church will, will continue to go. There are another 40 to 50 children who will be recipients of Christmas because of you. And, and today is one of those days that rarely as a pastor, you hear me stand up and say, I want you to give. I want you to listen to the Apostle Paul saying to those of you who are rich in this present age, because at this point, it really doesn't matter if it's $5 or 500000 It really, the number is irrelevant. I want you to be a recipient of the glory of God in and through your life as you're obedient to what God is telling you to do. Now, you say, Pastor Ken, I give, I give. And that's, that's what I'm preaching. I, I, don't, I don't preach, hey, you have to give through City Light or heaven won't record it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying between you and God and the Holy Spirit because he knows you and he knows your wallet and your finances. I don't. You have to ask him. If you come to me and say, how much? I can't answer that. I say, you have to ask the Holy Spirit. Most of the time, I teach people to, to give in percentages to weigh that in percentages because that changes every year and you and it keeps you in a relationship with the Holy Spirit to ask him, if not yearly, monthly or even weekly, Lord, what do you want me to do this week? Ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, what is it that you want me to give? But that number right there has not been beaten out of people. It has not been weighed on people and, and, and guilt-ridden them out of that money. That money freely came from the hearts of people who asked the Lord, what would you have me to do? They trusted City Light as an organization. They released that funds. We received it even when they didn't know they were given because most of you don't know this. If you give $10, we're taking a dollar out and putting it in, in our local missions. Because we're sneaky like that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tithe back. You say tithe. I didn't know churches tithe. Well, if it works for individuals. I just said when we started this, I just said, well, just, we're just going to start this right out of the gate, right? And we, as a little baby church, we struggled and struggled and then caught momentum. We got that flywheel thing going and caught momentum. And it has been going ever since. Where the church, now our, our leadership has actually put it in to our bylaws. It's what we do. It's just what we do. We, you, you can go broke in the church, but there's going to be 10% setting aside for missions. Because they said, that's the first. That's what we're going to do. We're going to set that. And we budget every year on 80%, 10% to missions, and 10% to savings as good stewards to the Lord. And that is very, very difficult to do in this modern age. But because of your faithfulness. 
And because today you're faithful to say, Lord, what would you have me to do? You can give multiple ways online. You can give through the app, the Church Center app. Download the Church Center app. Look for City Light Church. You can go right through there if you've never done that. It's a little setup. You can also give by texting 84321. It's an easy number, 84321. Go. 84321. Go. That's how you text to give. But besides all that, Timothy goes on and he says some other things. In verse 18, he says, instruct them to do what is good. To be rich in good works. So if you are, and some are, sitting there having a debate with me in your head, and I'm winning. <laughs> and you're saying, but I just haven't got the budget. I will budget next year. I'll pray. But right now, then it doesn't stop you from participating in the muscle part of it. All right? So there was the, the money, right? And there's the muscle, M&Ms, Mission Munchies. It's about the money, but it's also about the muscle. How are you, how are you individually touching ministry through good works? See, God alone provides happiness, contentment, and security in your life. If you are working for security, it's a dead-end street, baby. It just is. If you're trying to find contentment in your marriage, in your provisions, in your in, in the things you've bought, if you're trying to find contentment in your hobbies, it's a dead-end street. The Lord provides contentment. It is that place of content. It's what I was, it was what I was encountering yesterday when I have a list of things to get done, and I said, Lord, I am going to rest my mind. I am going to sit down and watch football. <laughs> and rest my mind. So I watched football. And you say, how do you rest watching football? Because I don't care about either of those teams I was watching. <laughs> I just was watching one quarterback do better than the other and one running back fumble. And, you know, I was just watching the pulling guards and I was watching the linebackers and I was just resting, right? Sit on the back porch, throw the ball to the dog, the grand dog, and uh, just, just loving life. That contentment that comes from God, I've done enough, I'm just going to rest today. And just wait on you. And you know, my wife is amazing. Have I ever told you guys that? She let me do that all day. She was busy around the house. Um, she had, she has her, her priorities. Our priorities are set right too. But she, she yesterday was a work day for her to get some things done, and and uh, she let me rest. And she didn't walk through one time and go, must be nice. Not one time. <laughs> She didn't walk by and, and give me a look or anything. Isn't that amazing? Because she could guilt me real quick, and I'd jump up and start doing stuff. But no, no. And, and she was so busy, I don't even recall. I don't think I ever said anything like, honey, I, I, a glass of tea would be nice right now. I, didn't, I don't think I said anything like that. We just let each other be, right? Praise God. If you're, if you're waiting to be happy, content, and have security before you ever do anything, I promise you, you will never get anything done. I want to I ask a couple of my buddies, George and Kelly, if you would, to come up. And, uh, yeah. And uh, I want to I wanna introduce you, you guys. This is George and Kelly. And... Um, you two are amazing. She's, she's amazing. She's amazing. She's amazing. Yes. 
Yes. You're, you're both amazing in my eyes. And uh, did you say yes? Amen. Did you say yes, I am? <laughs> I said he is. That's a woman who knows who she is in the That's Lord. Right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's I'm a daughter of the king. What can I say? Exactly. <laughs> when, when I first learned of you and your missional life, uh, it was at Dunkin' Donuts. Now, Dunkin' Donuts doesn't know that they had resident missionaries that were coming in and still do. Um, but you guys were making an impact on the employees and even the guests that would come in. And you went there to, to, to be with each other, but also to touch the community. And you said something to me this week. You said, whether I'm in my work shirt, my chaplain shirt, or my T-shirt, I'm a missionary. Amen. Every Everywhere day. I go. Every day. And I want you just to take a moment and talk about muscle and how God... Um, we, we're, we've talked about organizations. We've talked about some of our individuals working within the organizations. Today, it's about you and individuals, one-on-one, how the Lord's using you and what you do. Just tell us some stories. Okay. Um, so we do, we, we like Dunkin' Donuts, and sure. um, we frequent there quite often. And, um, you know, whether it's a 30-second, you know, usually at Dunkin' Donuts, you're getting about 30 seconds with someone to connect. Um, and over time, we just use that as an opportunity to say, you know, how are you? And George will say, and how are you really? You know, it's just a neat thing just to, to look at the person that's in front of you and to um, stop your agenda for the cup of coffee or tea or whatever you're getting. Um, and one example, we had um, a lady that worked there. Um, a lot of them are our daughter's age, so it's really easy, our daughters, uh, to connect with them and she, over a period of time of just loving on her, let us know that um, her husband had been diagnosed with cancer. And um, it was a scary time for them. And there was times, you know, we would just come in, how is he doing? How are your two young boys? Um, over a period of time, um, she eventually would even, at one point, you know, come out, will you pray over me? We prayed for her. We uh, loved on her, listened, uh, showed up, cared. And eventually one year near Easter, God was like, make those boys Easter baskets. It was a tangible way to just bring something that said, we love you. Mm -hmm. We know you're, and to them, we got a gas card. You know, it was just, what can we do to tell you, um, you're not alone. And, um, I remember, um, they would travel back and forth to Shans and I remember the week she came in and said, you know, he's been given this treatment and he's healed. He's healed. Mm -hmm. And it was just this neat thing where I'm like, Easter baskets, Lord. But God was like, whatever it takes to just be Christ with skin on and show up. And it was amazing. I remember that story. You actually asking us to pray for him and then coming back and telling this testimony. Yes. And that, yes. that ministry has bled out of um, Dunkin' Donuts. And now it's moving out into your individual lives. Yeah, that just real quick with that, that relationship started 30 seconds at a time and it took wow. time to build it wasn't something where we just went and we had that relationship it's something that was built over time because we'd go there on on little dates yeah um so no matter how much time you have with somebody there's always a time to 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 create relationship there's always a time that's good tell, tell me a little bit more about what's going on uh, george through your life uh, well kelly and i are very blessed First and foremost, um, we, we, we love the Lord, and we try to do everything through him, for him, and, and whatnot. We have the opportunity. We do some pretty good things with the Joy FM. I uh, get to go out. We get to meet large 
groups of people, get to mm -hmm. minister to them, get to love on them. Again, talking to them, meeting them 30 seconds at a time, creating relationships. And it's surprising how people will open up and share with you. Um, we, a couple years ago, we were at a uh, pretty big event, and some lady came up and was sharing how she had brain cancer, mm -hmm. how yes. she had brain cancer, and mm -hmm. asked us to pray for her. Well, we, it was big. Kelly took this young lady to the side and um, prayed for her. Yeah. Just absolutely prayed for her healing, prayed with the confidence, opened up the heavens. God heard, and as we know he does, um, and the lady went on away. And the blessing that day was for that lady, but the blessing that day also was for Kelly because Kelly just gave, did as the Holy Spirit said, and mm -hmm. prayed for this lady. Uh, fast forward two years later, we're at the same event, big, big event. Um, this lady actually comes back to the tent. Wow. She comes back up to the tent and seeks us out and says, hey, what'd she tell you? And she said, I, I don't know if you remember me, but you prayed because I had brain cancer. And y'all, only how the Holy Spirit could do, I, it was the Macintosh Festival. I was mm -hmm. like, we were at that house on that street underneath the big branch. I could tell her things that it is not possible to really say, that touched me. Yeah. I felt the power of God. And she said, I am healed. And I had to come back and give a Amen. testimony to what God did. It's so good. And all that stems, whether it's 30 seconds meeting somebody, building sure. that relationship, whether it's just being available for somebody to pray with you, is, is it, all that comes from being available. All that comes from being, saying, yes, Lord, where do you want me now? Where do you want me today? Absolutely. Um, you know, we have some fun times with the Joy Fam. We do some good stuff. But that part, even though it's big, that's only 5% of our ministry. That's sure. only 5% of what we do. That's, that's a small part. Everyday life where we walk every day, whether it's Duncan, no matter what it is, whether I go, when I go to work, that's the ministry. Sure. It doesn't have to be big. And most of ours, 95% of ours is small. It's meeting people in their needs. It's meeting people where they're at. Well, it started out with a, with a story now and then. And now it's, you, you guys are just like the city waterline. You're just flooding me with stories all the time. It's just like you are so aware. And is, it a tr is it like you have to get used to being aware? I'm not just in Target to be in Target the Lord has me in here for my supply, but also for somebody. Is that what you want with this conscious awareness? <laughs> yes. Because I walk in yes. with my list going, I'll never find this. And I got a scour on my face. I look up and it's one of you. And I go, oh, hi, <laughs> hi. How are you doing? Because we're so right here in our world, right? Yeah. Or is that just me? You guys are making me feel bad. Say amen, Pastor. <laughs> okay, never mind. It's back to you. <laughs> no, it's, it's just being aware. It's being available. Yeah. It's, you know, I've had people ask a friend of mine who, who does the same thing, uh, you know, why, why do you get these opportunities? Why do you always get to pray for people? Why do all these things come your way? Lord, where do you want me? Choose me. Lead me. You know, where do you want us? It's being available. It's, it's, it's being the muscle. It's like being the... Hands and feet of Jesus. And that's what we want. That's what we always desire to do is to be the hands and feet, to be able to walk it out, you know, whether we're feeding people, you know, for the homeless or whatever it is. It's wherever God's called us for that day. That's so good. Tell me about the book of life. Um, so years ago, um, Pastor Ken had some of these books. It's called The Book of Hope. Um, it's on Amazon for a dollar. Uh, the church used to have them. And um, 
I just find them to be an amazing tool. Um, you had us make a list, you didn't have, you yeah. asked us to target some people and just say, whose name um, are you going after? Whose name are you declaring? And um, I have a uh, tutoring side thing. We do a lot of side things. So I get the privilege to go to people's homes. And um, again, it is not about tutoring. You right. know, those families know it. It's about the more. And I have a family right now that hired me to come to their home, teach, they have six children. We have a mutual friend, um, and while I was teaching this family's children, the mutual friend um, found out she had breast cancer and came to that mama and said, can I bring my two children every day to your home and you'll homeschool them? And that mom was like, that's a lot. Um, and we had some prayer time with this mom that I work for, and I was just, uh, the Holy Spirit said, are you willing to let your children have maybe 10% less this school year? But that family that doesn't know Jesus, they could come to know Jesus in that act of serving. Wow. Um, and so week after week I would go, and my thing was just to encourage this mother that was taking that on. And um, the other mom, her health has been declining. And um, one week the mom that I work for just said, you know, what would you do? You know, how, how do I, she was getting a lot more time um, to see this, this mother friend of ours. And I said, I would get the book of hope and I would put it in her hands and just, you know, bat for the fences. That's what I do. Yeah. And um, she was like, what if I offend her? And I'm like, no, no, we have spent nine months, um, years before that, but nine months, just having her children come, having devotions in the morning with them, uh, having these two little boys say, can I get a Bible? And wow. stopping school, this mom, and saying, let's order Bibles on Amazon. Let, let's get a Bible right now. And then going to the parents and saying, I'm, I'm sorry, but they asked. And those parents said, it's okay. So you could see the layers being yeah. developed, not a, a shoving, pushing thing. And so anyway, this book was put into her hands and two weeks passed. And then my mom's friend said, what do I do now? And I was like, you ask her, have you read the book? And the book just talks about who is Jesus, who's Holy Spirit, who is Father um, your father. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And then she said, I have read it. And she said, are you ready? And she said, I am. Wow. I want to ask Jesus into my heart. And she did it, y'all. Um, yeah. I, I, I know it works, but it still brings you to tears when you know, I've been driving around the city declaring that it's going to come and... Um, God had moved me to put together some, some just strangers to send cards and support. But the timing of the breath on it was just beautiful. And as soon as she had asked Jesus into her heart, all of a sudden, eight families that did not know them started sending a card with a word that I believe was prophetic. And I went out to the vehicle that afternoon and I just said, hey, you know, here's a couple more cards that came in this week. You know, people that want to just show you Jesus is real. Heard your wife gave her life to the Lord. You know, now, because I'm waiting, like, tell me. And he said, I found the book. And I was like, this is the husband. This is the husband. And he's like, I found the book in our house and I've read the book. And I said, and, and he said, I did it, Kelly. I did it. I asked him into my heart. Amen. And, um, Come on. That's I so mean, it awesome. was like, God, you're so good. And I said, your sons, I'm going to tell you, you're going to lead your sons to the Lord. And yeah. Um, she is in stage four cancer, and we are praying for a miracle. Amen. But there's a hope in knowing that if she's healed the other side of heaven, that that husband and those boys know um, right. where she is from That's just right. simply showing there. up and loving on them. 30 seconds right. at a time. Yep. 30 seconds at a time. That um, God's very, very real.
That is so good. Come on, can we give the Lord a hand clap? Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Let me tell you, um, get get with George and Kelly. Book an evening or day when you can just... You guys are going to have to get in line because those stories will go on and on. And when you leave that table, you're going to be so encouraged. You're going to be so full of power. You're going to be like, I have so many ideas of how I can be a missionary, how I can be an M&M, how I can get out there with a little bit of muscle, and I can impact my community and my city. And I believe the Lord will do that through you. Second Corinthians, I'm going to close with this. Second Corinthians 9-11. You will be enriched in every way for all generosity, which produces thanksgiving to God through us. You will be enriched in every way. For what? For all generosity. For all generosity. To give money, yes, but also muscle. If I ask you to give money, I'm going to ask you to give muscle. If you've never had anybody ask you this, I'm asking you something that is in covenant with our King Jesus. It's called the Great Commission. That your home become a house, church, in your neighborhood. What do I mean by that? What would it look like if your home, if you become a missionary to your neighborhood and you said, my house is the church and I'm going to get to know my neighbors this Christmas. I'm going to go by and give them cookies and I'm going to go by and introduce myself and I'm going to go by and tell them if you need anything, if you need somebody to talk to, if you need somebody to pray for you, if you need help changing a tire, whatever it is, you come down to my house and you get me. Here's my name. Here's my number. What would it look like if you turned your house into a mission house? What would it look like if you said, I'm no longer working for this employer or I'm no longer uh, the owner of this particular job? What if you said, I'm a missionary partnering with the king for the great co-mission? And now no longer does my life revolve around me. It revolves around my job. It revolves around all these things. Nope, it revolves around exactly what George and Kelly were saying. 30 seconds at a time, how's the king going to use me? Where's the king going to use me? Using me is the ultimate act of worship. Amen. Father, in this place today, we thank you. Thank you that you have met us. You've heard our call, our prayer. And now you're touching our hearts. You're giving us direction, instructions. Lord, I'm asking you today to continue that ministry, even after we leave this place. And I'm praying for me that you would continue to develop in my heart and my spirit the sensitivity that everywhere I go, everything I do, it's an act of mission. Living on mission. stand. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to release you. 
next Sunday morning, we will, I will preach a message online only. I want to ask you to turn your house into a church for Sunday morning. I want to ask you to invite a neighbor, maybe a loved one, and say, hey, 10 o'clock, here's this, our service was online. Maybe you'll eat at noon. You can turn it on later. Watch this message, an evangelistic message. Follow the questions that are on the Uversion site. In our email, the questions will go out to follow the sermon. And stop being a spectator. Be a participator. Sometimes we find it easier, Pastor, just let me give an offering, but don't ask me to do something. And that's wonderful that you give. You, you saw, you guys are givers. Giving does something. I'm about, I'm about to preach again. Okay, let me, let me say this. Giving, when you do that, like I am a believer of this. Like I've done this since I was a kid. I learned the principle that when I give, God blesses. My Jewish friends, they understand the biblical principle, right? Most of you get this, that when you release, God blesses. He fills that void with and he's bigger than 10%, right? He's bigger than 20, right? But when you put your hands on something and bless it, like you do something, he reaches down and you become that place, that void. When you give out your time, your energy, he's, he comes down and he fills your very life with his presence of time and energy. He gives you more than you will ever give away. I want you to experience that. I, I desperately want you to experience that. I want something for you more than I want something from you. I promise you. So, Lord, this Christmas season, I'm asking your blessings upon us here in this church, this body, this, this part of the pasture that you've given me responsibility. I bless these people today. And that inside of them, you would rise up with all boldness to declare your goodness and your glory. Lord, though they don't feel like they may be able to, they'll step out in obedience. And as they do it, you will fill their mouth with the words to say. You will fill their hands with the things to give. You will bless them in the act of obedience. Lord, I bless them today that you would make your face shine on them and grant unto them your peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we hope that this message has brought you hope and encouragement, and it was just what you needed for today. If you're joining us today and we can partner with you in prayer in any way, it would be our honor. Please reach out to us by visiting our website, mycitylight.org. And lastly, if the Holy Spirit has laid it on your heart to give today, you can do that by visiting mycitylight.org and go to the giving tab or text any amount to 84321. Be blessed.